Hello to you Arsenal fans around the world. So today I take this opportunity to thank you for playing my podcast and it was the first episode of the Guna Niche and I hope that this journey that started that we're going to move forward together and we hope to get better and better as we build each other. So today I would like to talk about the match that we had against Crystal Palace. It was a very cagey affair, nil-nil at home, Arsenal, of course, making it a third draw against Crystal Palace in the last 11 matches. So that's not very good. Let's hope that next time we are meeting against Crystal Palace, we're going to be getting our win. So that aside, I'd like to go into the stats of the game. And to begin with, the result was nil-nil and we had much of the ball. The possession was standing at 67% for Arsenal and 33% for Crystal Palace. So we were dominant, but it seems we were not creating enough chances. Once again, we're missing Mesut Ozil. Okay, I'd like to explore the fact that uh, Arsenal fans are getting excited about Emil Smith-Rowe which is really good. The lad has been looking in good shape and in good form. But I don't think he's the right person that's going to be steering the team forward because he's still too young and, and very inexperienced. To begin with, if you were watching the game against Crystal Palace, um, Emil Smith-Rowe was not holding the ball. As soon as he was receiving the ball, he was playing a one-touch pass. And that, with that, he, 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 he was not able to create chances as we expect him. We used to see when Ozil was given a pass at Arsenal, when he was playing for Arsenal, he could hold the ball until he sees the right person to receive the pass. Then he would give the pass. But with Smith Rowe, he was like playing one touch pass, then running forward. You know, if you're a creative player, you need to hold the ball so that you can be able to create because the whole idea of creating chances is by taking your time and trying to find the person that's open and Smith Emil Smith Rowe has not been doing that he's playing one touch passes and maybe it's because he's less experienced but let's hope that in the in the next few matches he's going to change that and the manager is going to talk to him about that I don't know whether Teta is, is also notice that but I think it's something that we should be concerned about um, he should be holding the ball more even De Bruyne holds the ball before he gives a pass so I think if he's going to do better in the creating aspect he should try and hold the ball a bit longer to select the right person yeah that is about the creating bit now we registered 11 shots that was less than Crystal Palace did Palace uh, took 11 sh- uh, 12 shots so that's one more shot than Arsenal yet we were the dominant side we had most of the ball but we had lesser shots than Crystal Palace that's really amazing so it it really makes us wonder is it the problem with the midfield or in the, uh, the or the attacking front 
so i tend to think that it's in the midfield and so, somehow somehow also on the attacking front uh, talking of that i think pmeric obamian is our main man in the attack but in the recent past he's been performing poorly and it seems like the manager is now giving him blind loyalty he's not taking the fact that obamian is is out of form and is not delivering if you ask me as a national fan i think obamian should not be playing right now and we should be injecting fresh blood into the first team the legs of gabriel martinelli you know at least they can bring that energy and try to create chances because obamian totally is not doing anything for arsenal then some of the tactical blunders that ateta made in the match is that we are chasing a goal we are a goal down then he decides to take out lacazette and bring in ketia i'm not saying that ketia is not good enough but lacazette is our best player so far this season okay i mean i know many would argue that saka but you know saka is creating chances and scoring a few goals here and there but the main man who is making things happen is alexander lacazette so there's no way our top scorer you're going to take him out and bring in someone that's offered arsenal absolutely nothing in the league i think in the league he only has one goal if i'm not wrong but lacazette has been doing wonders for arsenal in the last couple of matches but still is being substituted you know we know how much that works on his confidence he doesn't like to be brought out because the facial expressions always tell us what he feels so if ateta is going to be making those kind of subs then i don't think arsenal is going to be finishing in the top 4 obamian was the one to go out cuz he's been offering nothing to arsenal literally this season he's done nothing for arsenal the same to william the same to pepe and those are the players that should not be getting matches at arsenal so let's hope that ateta is taking is doing his homework and watching the videos after the games to be able to get the right deduction of the matches so out of the 11 shots that we took uh four were on target for arsenal and palace out of the 12 they took two were on target so that's that's what happened and uh the total passes in the game Crystal Palace and Arsenal Arsenal managed to play 684 passes and Crystal Palace managed 336 and the most passes in the game was by Granite Xhaka of course he played 129 passes i know many of them were back passes by the way if you are keen many of them were back passes i think about 20 so uh if we are going to be moving forward we won't want a midfielder that's going to be playing back passes every now and then uh i know many would argue that jaka is one of the best midfielders that we have but i don't think so actually jaka had the best game of his life against crystal palace because he's never made more than 6 tackles in the premier league in any premier league game he's only done that against manchester city back in 2018 and against crystal palace a few days ago so that is the main man that we depend on to be making things work in our midfield 
let's hope that we're going to be going for the right midfielders so that we can try and do better and better because right now the way it goes I don't think we're going to be proud of what Grandy Jack has been doing so at this point in time I'd like to create a contrast between Granit Xhaka and Dani Ceballos. If you ask me who is the best, who is who is the better midfielder to play alongside Pate, I tell you Dani Ceballos because Dani Ceballos is better defensively than Granit Xhaka and is also better going forward and also better with passing. This is why I'm telling you so. According to the stats I collected from Skoka, Dani Ceballos has played 1018 minutes this season in the Premier League and Granit Xhaka has played 1086 minutes this season in the Premier League. That means Granit Xhaka has played 68 more minutes than Dani Ceballos. So that's more that's more than 1 hour in the Premier League played than Ceballos. But if you look at the stats with those minutes that we the this this players have played uh Ceballos has registered 97 ball recoveries. I repeat, 97 ball recoveries defensively. That is a defensive defensive stat. While Granit Xhaka despite playing more games than Ceballos I mean more minutes than Ceballos he has managed only 85 ball recoveries so there's a difference of 12 so you tell me who is the better defend who is the better midfielder on the defending front again that aside let's talk about the duels con- contested Dani Ceballos has contested 128 duels and Granit Xhaka has contested only 118 duels despite playing more minutes than Dani Ceballos. We're still talking about who is the best midfielder at Arsenal. Of course we know it's uh, it's uh, Thomas Partey but who is supposed to play alongside Thomas Partey? Dani Ceballos or Granit Xhaka? For me, with the stats I've, I've read so far, I think Dani Ceballos cut the edge. And then let's go to tackles made, because this is also a defensive aspect of a midfielder. Tackles made. Dani Ceballos has has made 26 tackles this season in the Premier League. And Jaka, despite playing more games, more minutes, I mean, in the Premier League. Has registered only 22. That's a difference of four. After playing more than one hour than the other midfielder. So you tell me, who is the best midfielder between the two? And then let's go to fouls committed. So now this this is something to do with the discipline of the player somehow. Fouls committed. Who is more temperamental than the other? You know, nobody wants a, tem- a temperamental midfielder in their team. So Granit Xhaka is more tem- temperamental. After playing more minutes, um, he's made 17. He's committed 17 fouls. Uh, Ceballos has committed. 
16 fouls. I think that is very clear who is more temperamental. Uh, aerial duels. This is where Granny Jacka has made uh, Sebayos eat the humble pie. Jacka has made 18, has won 19 aerial duels, and Danny Sebayos has won 6 aerial duels. Of course, we do know this is because of the physique. Jaka has a more built body and taller than Danny Ceballos. So that is more that, that we can understand. But now when it comes to the ground duels. Okay, the duels, this is like when you confront someone who has a ball. You're a midfielder, then someone is coming with the ball, you confront him. That is a duel. So Ceballos has confronted more than Granit Jaka has confronted opposition players more than Granit Xhaka because Danny Ceballos has registered 62 ground duels while <laughs> Granit Xhaka, the player you like to praise so much, has only managed 43. So that is a difference of 19 after playing one more hour than Danny Ceballos. So you tell me who is the better midfielder defensively now let's put the okay there's something else i'd like to talk about in terms of passing i was telling in the last podcast that granny jacka is a very very negative midfielder he likes to play back passes and that i'm able to back up today with with stats so First and foremost, we'll look at the forward passes. Danny Sebaos had played 237 passes, forward passes so far in the Premier League, while Granny Jaka has played 239. So 237 to 239. We are talking about, okay, the difference is two. So Jaka has played only two more forward passes than Danny Sebaos after playing one more hour than Danny Ceballos so it seems Ceballos takes the ball forward more than Granny Jaka and then on back passes Jaka has played 144 back passes while Danny Ceballos has played 100 back passes so if you look at that you're able to tell who is playing a more negative game Granny Jaka is playing a more negative game than Danny Ceballos so now you know who is the midfielder that you prefer to play in the midfield alongside party. I don't think I need to over to overstate who is better. But still, let me just take you through more, a few more stats. Attempted through balls. Granny Jack has only attempted one through ball in the Premier League. One through ball in the Premier League. The midfielder that you love to praise so much. While the midfielder you love to hate, Danny Ceballos, has played six through balls. He's attempted six through balls so far this season. So you tell me who is the better midfielder. Then uh, we look at the take-ons. The take-ons completed. Ceballos has completed more take-ons. He's completed 21 take-ons this season. While Granny Jacka has completed terrible three 
take on just three since the season began you complete only three take ons since the season began so is this the midfielder you want to create chances for your team and yet you cry that the team has no creativity in the team so it's not about who we don't have it's about who we play in the game give sebaos more minutes and the creativity will come i think you saw everything in the crystal palace game the way he was creating trying to make things work if you ask me if he was not substituted he was man of the match for me so i think ateta should be revisiting his selection and he should be doing better with his selection because so far he's not doing so well and that is why arsenal is not doing so well too and now i'll take you to opta performance index katasio uh skoka Sebayos has 100 opera performance index while Granit Xhaka has 57 but yet the media keep on telling us that Sebayos that Xhaka is a better midfielder is the best midfielder at Arsenal so i think it's time for change they had better do their homework and now as i close uh, i'd like to talk about the next game it's against Newcastle we've won for our last games that is our form because we drew it was supposed to be 5 out of 5 but we are not so lucky to get a win against against Crystal Palace so it was a draw so that makes it 4 out of 5 while Newcastle has lost 4 out of 5 and they've drawn one so they've not won a game in their last 5 matches so let's hope that Arsenal is not going to going to be the first team that loses against Newcastle six games so in the last 10 games that we've played against Newcastle Arsenal has won 9 and we've lost one there's no draw so uh we've not lost to Newcastle while playing at home we lost the one game that we've lost in the last 10 matches we were away at Sports Direct Arena so that is something that i think Arsenal fans should be excited about as we go to face Newcastle let's hope that Arteta is going to play the right players and he's going to sort the issue with Balogun we don't want him to go uh, i understand that red bull leipzig is i mean red bull leipzig is doing their best to get his signature but so far as it stands he's not signed any pre-contract with any team but if Arteta doesn't give him more playtime he's going to be leaving So that is a very very low note for Arsenal. So let's hope that we are going to do our best to keep the player. So until next time, I don't, that, that's all and thank you for listening and do enjoy the rest of your time.